Do you teach music using the Kodai approach? Or maybe you're thinking about it and are wondering where to start. You know you want to teach using Solfa, and you know that throwing them into the full diatonic scale is not the best way. But which subset of the tones, or tone set, do you teach first? In today's episode, I'll be discussing my thoughts on the matter, including details on how to access a free mini course that's usually just for Doremi members. Oh, and get ready for some controversy. When you start to take a student into the wonderful world of solfa, one really early question you need to ask is what tone set, which tones are you going to use out of the solfa scale to get started? Well, let's start with the uncontroversial young beginner. Whether it's a music lesson or a piano lesson, I, along with many other Kodai practitioners, start with the descending minor third, so me, which are the fifth and third degrees of the major scale, if you're not familiar with the solfar. It's absolutely perfect for young children. It's the natural interval of childhood all over the world. Think, na na, you can't get me. And it's the easiest for them to pitch. Of course, that playground chant is often heard with the note a major second above. Na 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 na, so me la so me. So la is going to be the next pitch to develop. And there are so many songs with just that tone set. You'll be spoiled for choice. Remember, in Kodai music lessons, it's all about preparation, presentation and practice. So you need plenty of repertoire to prepare. You get a tiny presentation and then plenty of repertoire for practicing. And it's rediscovering and applying the knowledge in different contexts that really develops the skills effectively and permanently. One of the great things about that descending minor third, so me, is it's not too small. Um, After all, semitones are the hardest to pitch. They're far too close. Imagine learning to write or draw and think about the gross motor skills that you need to develop in order to start. And then confidence and coordination grows and you can develop the fine motor skills needed needed for precision later. And it's the same with the voice. First, we need to develop that larger interval before we can focus in on the smaller ones. But of course, remember, small children may only have a singing range of about a sixth. So intervals much larger than a third will be less stable as they approach the limits of their range. And we all know, even as adults, how much harder it is to write in larger print. Have you ever tried drawing a poster? Oh, mine look awful. And then by I always make them too big and then I run out of space and my last letter has to be smaller. Oh, anyway, crazy. But um, yeah, it's the same kind of thing. So we're trying to find that sweet spot. That's the aim. And for singing students, I like to use G and E or A and F sharp. Um, But for piano students, I'll usually use F sharp and D sharp or E flat, because that's where we'll be playing our pieces initially on those black keys. So what about older beginners or adult beginners? Well, here's the controversial bit. Lots of teachers, including some of the Kodai gurus, advocate for starting with Mi, Re, Do. They say that So Mi songs can sound babyish and put off older beginners. But here's my problem. It doesn't matter how old the beginners are. And I've taught all ages, from primary school to teenagers to working and retired adults. If they can't sing in tune, I want them to learn in the most positive way way possible. I want them to succeed as quickly as possible and to do that I need two pitches, a higher pitch and a lower pitch. It's far easier to distinguish between two pitches than three, even if all you're doing is identifying if they're getting higher or getting lower. 
When we're notating, even if they're old enough to go straight to stave lines, it's still way easier to see a high line and a low line, or a high space and a low space rather than a combination. And they still have that innate ability to sing that descending minor third from their childhood, so that's going to set them up to succeed faster too. And remember my mantra, it won't seem babyish if they have to concentrate to be able to do it. If it doesn't come easily, then it won't feel babyish. Of course, we might need to choose different repertoire, but there are lots of SOMI examples in repertoire that is appropriate for teenagers and adults. And once you have La SOMI, then there are loads of examples in pop music, as members of my adult musicianship classes will know. I actually have a mini course for members inside Do Re Mi, demonstrating how a simple song can be used in ways that are definitely not babyish. And today I've decided to open that up to you guys too. So just pop to doremiconnect.co.uk forward slash baby and sign up for free. One thing that does make a song sound more appropriate for older beginners is the existence of Do. And I think that's why Mi Re Do advocates have chosen to go down this path. Having that tonic in the song, and particularly at the end, is something we yearn for musically and can feel uncomfortable to finish a song without it. But we can get around that by spending some of our so-me time with so-me do repertoire. For example, a song like Double Double from my Sulfur from Scratch course uses the major triad of so-me do. We can use it to develop pulse or beat. We can use it to present rhythm. Triads, notation, canon singing, two and three parts, and even transform it into the minor. You can grab the Sulfur from Scratch course if you're a Do Re Mi member, and it's also available to buy separately as one of my Getting Started courses. So with older beginners, would you go from So Mi to So Mi Do instead of La So Mi? Yes, maybe I would. I've done both, but not Mi Re Do. Actually, that's not quite true. There's one time where mi re do has been a useful starting point. With an older piano beginner, I have started with mi re do, hot cross buns and that kind of thing. The three black keys are just sitting there looking so appealing and easy to use. However, a word of caution, I've used this when I know I'll be handing over a new beginner to a non-Kodai piano teacher in the near future. For example, if I'm teaching at a primary school and they only have a year before moving to a new teacher, then I need to get them onto letter names and ready to continue with a more mainstream approach as soon as possible. However much I might be in love with the Kodai approach, my main objective is for my student to have as smooth a transition as possible. So I'll use Mi Re Do as a stepping stone to move onto Mi Re Do on white keys and quickly onto grand staff notation. But we're compromising on their oral development and understanding of musical literacy. If I can get just two years out of them before they move up, then I'll start them my preferred way and the benefits are well worth it. So do you teach Kodai music lessons or piano using the Kodai approach? Which tone set do you prefer? Dare you tell me. If you are a Mi Re Do advocate, I'd love to hear from you, honestly. It would be great to chat and hear your thoughts on why that's the best way. Because remember, the real best way is the way that works for you and your students. Empower yourself, because you're the expert. So drop me a line at helen at doremiconnect.co.uk or send me a DM on it on any of the socials you think I might respond to. And don't forget to grab that free mini course at doremiconnect.co.uk forward slash baby. If you want more help and support in teaching music or piano using the Kodai approach, then why not become a DoReMi member? It's where I keep all the best stuff, run live coaching on Zoom and also hang out in our members community group. 
Get all the info at doremiconnect.co.uk.